there, enthusiasts. Welcome to Hero Talk. I am your host. You, you know what? You know what, Vernon? You know what? Hey. No, no. Welcome to the <laughs> real Hero Talk podcast. Oh, <laughs> yes, the real Hero Talk podcast. The real Hero Talk podcast. I think it's time. It's time. Welcome to the real Hero Talk podcast. Joining me in the hallowed halls of Hero Talk, I have the Black Dragon himself, executive editor of Enthusiacs.com, Vernon. Vernon, welcome to Monthly Hero Bites, Episode 2. Hello, thank you for having me. All right, so in the last month, there has been a ton of stuff going on in the comic book, action, movie, TV world. Uh, yes. I can't even talk about all of it, because there's so much. There's so much stuff. We'll do our best, folks. Don't you worry. We, we will. We will absolutely try. But uh, Vernon, what have you been doing this last month? I have been, gosh, working on my fiction. Been uh, Ooh, been writing. Been working on. Been working on my short story, and uh, it's been going well. I'm on a second draft now. Oh, good. Nice. Start up my master's program because you guys, you guys have no idea how hard it is to get a better job. Well, I mean, I was in the navy for a while, so I oh, have some sad. idea of the things you got to do to get a better job. Fair enough. But yeah, yeah so that, that's what I've been up to. I haven't been playing anything. I, I think uh, my wife and I watched. What, what did my wife and I watch? Um, oh, crud. It, it's not notable if I can't remember. Apparently not. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, I, I haven't. I, I watched. Actually, I just uh, finished the new season of Orange is the New Black. Oh, you know, I've been holding off on that one. It's. Uh, all right. So my. My initial hesitation to recommend it should probably give you some some sign. Uh, the ah. first the first two seasons were really good, and then the third season one wasn't as good. And then the fourth season really wasn't as good, and then this season, well, it was interesting. And I mean, I'm still watching the whole thing through, so that's got to mm. speak for something. But this season, I was definitely more more just hoping they would wrap this up, and I just was really only watching to see where it ended. I didn't so much care yeah. where it was. Okay, so what you're saying is that it's basically Arrow. Uh, yes, except, you know, in a women's prison. <laughs> we can definitely turn a lot of conversations to Arrow. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think most of the reason why I watch is because I live near a women's prison. And so, mm. you know, maybe I just want to know what's going on over there. Fair I, enough, I, huh? I don't think this show is anywhere near... Uh, remotely accurate. Well, first of all, if, if all the drama and stuff that goes down in the first four seasons goes down, uh, you, you usually shut the prison down. You don't usually keep going. You know, hmm. there's only, only so many people can die before you start to wonder what's going on and inmates accidentally escape and there's, yeah. <laughs> how do they accidentally, how do they accidentally escape? Um, alright, uh, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. But there yeah, was, uh, it, it, it's, they, they I shouldn't say accidentally escape. They accidentally are given ample opportunity to escape. And that actually happens more than once throughout the course of the series. <laughs> yeah, somehow this prison is still around. So anyway, uh, let's, let's just roll right into the, the stuff that's been going on, our, our monthly topics. Yes, let's dive on in. All right. So first, I just watched this about five minutes ago. Uh, Jumanji. The new Jumanji trailer came out with, you know, The Rock and Jack Black, Kevin Hart. Yep. I don't. I don't remember who the fourth person was. I'm totally blanking. It's. I. I can't. I don't. I don't know. She looked like one of the chicks from the office, and then that's. that's okay. Not well, the chick it was. From the it, it wasn't anyone from the office. That much I at least know. Amy Pond. Does that sound right? 
I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wasn't paying too much attention to Jumanji because it's Jumanji and doesn't need a sequel or a remake. It, it, it looks ridiculous. Oh, uh, so Karen Gill. Oh, Amy Pond is a character she played. We're not super smart. Yeah, she's from, uh, <laughs> alright, so she's from Doctor Who and Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right, uh, Nebula. Yeah, she's blue. Right. I don't know gotcha. how else to say that. She's blue. She's, she's the blue chick. But yeah, so I saw Amy Pond, Amy Pond is the character from Doctor Who, and as everyone knows now, I don't watch Doctor Who because otherwise I would not have missed that. You but would have known better. I would have known better. I would have recognized her on, you know what was really funny though, is when I watched Guardians mm. of the Galaxy, I had an, I had an easier time recognizing her as, oh, isn't that the, the girl from, from Doctor Who? And then I see her in this, and I should think, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Because Fair the last enough, time I yeah. saw her, she was blue. Yeah. I, it, there's I, also a bunch of kids in it, her. but I don't I don't know who any of those kids are. So I'm The not kids even, don't matter. That's let's be fair. honest. Yeah, let's they don't. Let's be honest. The kids don't matter. They're just... It's it's The Rock and Kevin Hart. They're really good friends, so they're going to make as many movies together as possible, which I love them both. But, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that, honestly. Yeah, like, follow them both. It's, it's fine. But, yeah, this and did not need to happen. Can, can we at least talk about how the sessions... Or these character selection screen... Didn't have any images of the characters you'd be selecting. Have you have it's you ever an, known a game that didn't do that? It, it's an Atari-like console, so maybe they didn't have the budget. I don't know. I don't know how game design I mean, works. I mean, other than for that then. joke of having uh the the one the one uh teenage girl Madison Eisman played her. I have the IMDb up. I'm not that good. It's uh <laughs> having her show up as Jack Black. Yeah, I, okay. <laughs> I don't, I really don't find that funny. I mean, it's, it's, you have one joke, which is, hey, we're all other people now in the game. Yeah, that's, that's but pretty much it. Once that joke plays out, like, I, I, I have a feeling it might get old. Well, we'll see. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, that, that's, that's all I want to say about Jumanji. Yeah, I'm good to move on. Me too. All right. So other things. So I guess Transformers Five doesn't that open tonight or last uh, yeah. week when this actually gets put out? I think uh, I think it opened recently as a recording this. Um, yeah. I, I mean, are you going to see it? No. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. Um, but uh, I, mean, it's, I, I haven't seen. Just came out. I, I I haven't. I think I saw the first one. I know I saw the first one. Um, I might have watched the second one. Uh, see. So that's that's. The, the two I saw, I there was a third and a fourth. Obviously, I didn't see those. Yes. So no, I just really can't see bringing myself to see Transformers Five. I like Transformers. I just I don't think these movies are good. Well, yeah. Um, I kind of started to. I paid for the movies up until three, and then rented the fourth one. But the second one is still the worst. The second one is bad. I'm I'm fairly certain that even even the director lost track of which robot was supposed to be in which place. Because I could have sworn that I saw like pieces of Devastator in a battle in one location, while the yeah. assembled Devastator was in another location. They're the same. Don't think about it. It they yeah. they split off into into different things. Yeah, and then and then mud flap and skids were oh. Mud flapping skids. I don't. I don't know how they got past every single person who saw this movie, and and didn't didn't sit there and say, "Hey, Mike." That's what I imagine in my head. They call Michael Bay. Uh, <laughs> can't help but notice that these two characters are just a grab bag of racial stereotypes. Do you maybe want to 
rethink this a little bit. But all of Michael Bay is a grab bag of racial and sexual gender stereotypes. Y- yes. Uh, Michael Bay does not produce characters. He produces stereotypes so that we, the audience, can fill in the blanks. But Mudflap and Skids were pretty bad. I mean, that was... I was I was uncomfortable watching the movie. I was I was visibly uncomfortable thinking like, am I? No, this this isn't right. Yeah, every time they were on screen, I was very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, Transformers Five is bound to have you know some more of that and a, a useless girl that they're propping up that I bet is going to be just completely useless. Yeah, Michael Bay doesn't write very good female characters. Well, he doesn't write at all, but he doesn't usually. He doesn't have very good female characters in his films because he's not good at his job, I suppose. I don't know. I don't, I don't have anything uh. good to say about Michael Bay. Now, he's not always bad. I've, I've said this publicly. I liked The Island. Yeah. Yeah. The Island, uh, Bad Boys. I, I liked Armageddon. Um, did you really? I did. I did. I didn't want to close my eyes and I did not want to fall asleep. Well, I didn't miss it <laughs> and I do want to miss just about everything. <laughs> yes, folks. We went there. Why not? I don't know. Michael Bay is just... I I just wish that he put creativity instead of just thinking, what would be a neat effect? Or what would be a neat action scene? And not even think about whether it makes... I mean, I want to say that at the end of the first Transformers, when, I mean, these giant robots are battling in the street, yet Shia LaBeouf is running around and ends up being the one to defeat Megatron. Like, he's... Shia he's the chosen one. But he's he's just this little teenager running around amongst giant robots and somehow manages to put one past Megatron. It's ridiculous. He kills two Decepticons in the entire series, I think. I like uh, he's directly responsible, Shia LaBeouf, for killing for killing two giant robots. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. All right. We know what we're done. <laughs> we're done. Let's move on to something good. Something good. Uh, the Black Panther trailer. Woo! This looked awesome. Yes. Now this is all I need to see. You have my money. Yeah. I quite frankly, if if they never put out a trailer, if they didn't advertise at all, if all of a sudden they just walked out and said. Black Panthers in theaters, I would have been in there to see it. So I can't necessarily say, all right, you convinced me to, to go see this movie because I, I would have seen it regardless. You don't actually yeah. have to try that hard with me uh, with a comic book movie. But but Black, I mean, I've, I've said before, Black Panther is a character. I really, I like Black Panther as a character. Yeah. Right? I like the idea of, you know, the, this, this country of Wakanda and they're isolated and they're advanced and the whole country has a, this this superhero that helps protect them mm. um i like the the scenes of wakanda with the flying cars and stuff yeah that was awesome yeah it's there there are many like... different ways i've seen wakanda portrayed and not all of them are what's the word i'm looking for um enlightened you can't really visual visual <laughs> visualize them i i mean i've i've seen one portrayal of wakanda where it's basically like a uh they appear outwardly like a very low tech tribe of people mm-hmm. but then their their spears are made of vibranium so they're like super spears and stuff it still doesn't okay. make any sense as to why they have all this technology so that nobody messes with them if they just have really good spears and like that's just that's you know just because they're in africa doesn't mean they have spears and grass skirts and stuff it was just, it was Again, I don't know why why this has suddenly become the running theme of, of hero talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's here's the here's kind of a, a breakaway from from that particular assumption that I don't I I can't uh, 
I can't, what was, I don't know who the character is, but, um, it's this, like, it's this warrior chicken. She's got, like, panther gauntlets or, like, you know, gloves or something like that, and they're, like, laser-powered or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but they looked awesome. Um, and I didn't realize that Denai Garai, I'm probably butchering her name, um, I didn't realize that she was in this movie. She plays Michonne in The Walking Dead. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize she was in there. She looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I've... I, I, every single, every single thing I saw about it looked really, really good. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with it. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm gonna go see it. I don't know what else to say about it. It was, it was, it's a great trailer. It showed me, uh, Black Panther being Black Panther. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, I, I wonder how much this is gonna end up tying into the other movies because when, when, when we last saw Wakanda, there were, there was a major Marvel characters that were hanging out there. And I wonder if they'll be in this one. Yes. Um, I'm hoping that there's a little bit of a cameo, but I, I don't see it happening. They may shove something in, like, towards the end of, like, hey, yeah. you, you had that whole adventure. Why didn't you call me? I mean, I I don't want them to keep trying to shove people in when they're making their debut movie. Like, Doctor Strange shouldn't have too many other characters showing up. Uh, in fact, I don't think Doctor Strange had anyone show up until the Stinger. I want to say that one was actually fairly well, uh, well cleaned. So, give yeah, it no, it was it was the first uh, it was the first Stinger. Yeah. So, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. I let's hope it stands on its own. But anyway, that looks like a really good movie, and I look forward to watching it. Uh, so also movie that was really good that we want to talk about. So Wonder Woman came out since we last talked. Yes, I'm hearing I, great things. I, I saw it. I saw it. Uh, I tried to go see it opening night, and then um, it didn't work out. And then I tried to see it uh, on the Saturday night, and that didn't happen. And then I tried to see it on the Sunday night, and I couldn't make it to see it. But Monday night, I saw it. <laughs> so, but I know that was a really good movie. And I, again, I not I don't get a single dime from Fandango, but this Fandango app was so nice with trying to continuously reschedule my uh, my ticket and, and push it along. I was very happy there was a, a non-3D showing at 9.30, which is sort of the ideal time for me to go see a movie. Yeah. So that was that was nice. So I don't pay $3 for the privilege of sitting in a 3D theater so I can wear my 3D-canceling glasses and watch it in 2D. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an experience. Um, but, yeah. uh, yeah, that I've, I've been kind of steering away from the Hero Talk episode on Wonder Woman because I, I haven't seen it yet and I actually do want to see it now that I'm hearing that it's not total garbage. Right. I, I, now I was really hoping for good things from this movie. However, if you recall, I was hoping for good things from Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. So, I, I, Wonder Woman, it didn't have to be a good movie to get me to give it my money. I would have done it. Yeah. I understand that. I know that about myself. I'm okay with it. Would and you say what, that fourth time is the charm? Yes. This this movie, it, 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 it gave me new faith in Justice League that, you know, maybe they can actually do a good job. And the thing that I liked about Wonder Woman... And, and this is, it really is where things fell short in the previous DC movies is they were just very unapologetic and they let Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman. Mm. And as a result, we saw you know, a decent movie. It was, it was, it, it was very good. Some people have said it's how Marvel would have done it. And maybe, I mean, there's definitely some shades of Captain America when you know the base premise, but yeah, but, uh, I, I liked it. I felt like I actually saw Wonder Woman. So. Anyway, I liked it. And plus, I got to record that hero talk with Wonder Wes. 
Yeah, yeah, she's pretty awesome. I, <laughs> I gotta be honest. With you. So Wonder Wes is is like my favorite streamer right now, uh, and she streams on Twitch and Mixer. And mm-hmm. I thought it was a total crapshoot that she would ever come on a Hero Talk. Um, so I was just <laughs> what I've been doing, and I've, I, I swear I'm not just following John Layola around, but John Layola from uh, <laughs> One Track Gamers. He has a he had a new show. He started One Track Punk. He actually had me on an episode. He does an interview with somebody every week, and I guess he was des- desperate one week because he asked me to come on. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so Wes was on, and and she and she ended up saying on Twitter like, "Wow, that was my first podcast. It was a lot of fun. I'd love to do more." And I'm sitting there like a vulture, going like, "Oh, so I, I hear you like I hear you like doing podcasts. <laughs> you know, I uh, I got a podcast." And way to, way to jump on it. Yeah, I did. I, I totally jumped on that opportunity. I'm like, well, yeah, I got a podcast you could be on. And so I, and then I ended up, I was, I didn't want to like message her right away and say, what can you watch? So I, I kind of, I gave it a respectful <laughs> period of time. And, and finally I, I was just, I was, we were trying to figure out what, what we could do uh, a hero talk on. And there was a couple of weeks to Wonder Woman. I said, would you, would you want to go see Wonder Woman in the theater and then do a hero talk on Wonder Woman? Because in my head, I'm thinking like, first of all, um, I'll, I'll have a special guest on. And so that'll be yeah. some good buzz. And the second of all, it's a, it's a movie that would have been in theaters for a little while when we talked about it. So it'd be fresh in a lot of people's minds. Oh yeah. And you know, our Batman v Superman hero talk exploded. And I, that was by far the most listens any, any podcast enthusiast has put out has got. Yeah. We so, are pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, as it well deserved, I should say, pat myself on the back here, but. So it was it was a great episode, and I think it turned out really well. Although, truth be told, I spend uh, most of the time not trying to fanboy out that Wes was on Hero Talk. You know, I'm trying. You trying fanboyed to, out, Wes. <laughs> yeah, I you was. Did it. I was trying, trying so hard to to just act like a professional, you know, like I knew what I was doing. Like, oh, sure, we'll do this and that, and oh, this is great, and oh, perfect, and then you know, it, it was it was very hard for me to keep composure because. It, Again, she's my favorite streamer on Twitch and Mixer, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Yeah, I'll be on Hero Talk." I'm, well, okay, I was not prepared for that sort of notoriety. Right now, I'm just going to take a step back. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got to you got to record with her. Yeah, and I'm glad that she was on, and hopefully she will, you know, think of us and and want to come back. I, I hope so. I think. I mean, I, she was she was perfect for it. I mean, when you think about it, you know, if she's she's a streamer, so. Her natural instinct is to continue talking, to expound on points, and to fill dead space. Like, that's mm. just, you know, that, that, that is the nature of what she does when she's online. So, it's, it's perfect for a podcaster because she will, she will fill the dead space if she wants, she will expound on a point and, and she will, she's, you know, you're always worried that somebody's gonna be like, so what'd you think of this part? And they're like, oh, it's good. Yeah. And then there's silence. And, and in this case, uh, there was no lifting that I would have to do at all. I didn't have to carry her through it. She, I mean, she was able to, to go all the way. I mean, you, you heard how it came out. We had like two hours and 20 minutes of audio. So, I, I so you didn't that. hear that it, was, right? Uh, you just that said that. Yeah. So two hours and 20 minutes of raw audio. And I cut some, ta- when it, when it gets that long, I start cutting some of the tangents out. Yeah. Because I start to worry like, okay, well, uh, somebody's going to be sitting and listening at like 145 sitting there asking themselves like, why are they talking about 911? <laughs> All right. We didn't, by the way. That's a reference to the Man of Steel hero talk where we did, uh, for reasons that I can't fathom decide that was a good thing to talk about on a and fun you didn't superhero. Cut it out. Yeah. I, uh, no, that, I cut that out. That's, you go back and listen. It's not in there. Oh, I, okay. Good I, then. Oh, I took it out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, 
I couldn't leave that in. Even I'm sitting there thinking, like, why are we still talking about this? It's been 10 minutes. <laughs> we spent 10 minutes on, or anyway. So, it, it, we could have gone longer too. I really, there was more material to cover, but at some point you have to realize you can't do a three hour podcast. Nobody wants to listen to a three hour podcast. If it were special, I think that people would listen. I mean, I, if it got to that point, I would go part one and part two. I, w- yeah. I would, I would rather do that than have people try to listen for three straight hours. I've, I've listened to podcasts where they, they, they honestly went for like two to three hours. And I definitely, a couple of times in there, listened to about the first 45 minutes and thought, no, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And just, and just skipped it and erased it. So. I don't want to be that guy. However, I mean, w- when a movie's like Wonder Woman, and especially when you have a guest like 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 Wes, you, you have to you have to roll with it, and you got to at least you know see where everything goes, and and try to try to get as much content as you can and as much audio as you can. And the other side of yeah. that is, I also want to be respectful of her time. Like the next time I ask her to record a hero talk, I don't want her to think it's a four hour ordeal. <laughs> You know, like I just don't have to. I have stuff to do. Yeah, like, seriously, I I have stuff to do with my life. I don't need give you half a day to record a hero talk. So, <laughs> yeah. so although I I think an hour is sort of the Goldilocks zone. I think for, in this case, she she was having so much fun talking about it, and I just I, I just decided I would just let us go and 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 see where we went, and and t- until we got to the two hour mark, and then I tried to wrap it up because that was that was sort of my my threshold, but. It was a really good podcast. If you haven't listened to it and you've seen Wonder Woman, you really ought to go check out that podcast. Not so much for me, but for Wes. She did a great job, and it's so happy to have her on. Nice. Well, go watch Wonder Woman Mm -hmm. and then listen to that podcast. Yeah, and go watch Wonder Woman. And then comment. Well, it's now the – it's it's breaking all these records. So it was the – for a female-directed film, it was the highest opening weekend. And I think now it's made more money um, than any female-directed live-action film. Mm, interesting. Which uh, it makes me wonder, is there a female-directed animated film that has made more money? Because I haven't really looked into it to wonder why that qualifier for live action was in there. Yeah, I hadn't heard anything about that. But if, if there is, well, uh-huh. I mean, she, she beat it. Yeah, I will, I will say, after watching Wonder Woman, it made me start to wonder if maybe Patty Jenkins shouldn't be doing the reshoots for Justice League. Mm, well, I mean, she gets I mean, Wonder Woman. That's that's already a couple of steps ahead of some of the other directors that we've seen. So uh, I have to imagine. I mean, she's clearly talented. If she gets Wonder Woman, was able to produce that movie and some really phenomenal action scenes, mm. then I I have to assume that she's going to be able to handle. I mean, Wonder Woman's almost the hard character. If you could do Wonder Woman, then you could do Batman and Superman and Cyborg and the Flash and Aquaman for some reason and Commissioner Gordon and Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. So interesting yeah. fact, uh, Vernon, the, uh, yes. the Hallmark ornaments put out their catalog for 2017. <laughs> and of course I was looking to see, uh, what I was going to, to buy. And I'm definitely going to buy a Batman 66 Batcopter, which will lead us into our, our next topic. But sure. uh, I was expecting to see more Wonder Woman and Justice League. Uh, but the only, the Wonder Woman didn't have an ornament. Now Gal Gadot had an ornament last year for Batman v Superman. Sure. But I, I was, I was kind of expecting that I was going to see another Wonder Woman type ornament and I, and it just wasn't. Uh, but of all people, Aquaman is getting a Christmas ornament. The Jason Momoa Aquaman. Cause he looks badass. Oh, and he does. And don't get me wrong, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I think, I think they're jumping the gun a little bit to say he's gonna be the breakout star in this. Mm, we'll 
we'll see. I mean, I mean, we'll maybe... we'll, we'll see. He definitely w- was the focus of most of the people's comments on the trailer for Justice League. Yeah, people are really looking forward to him. I am too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so am I. Quite frankly, I mean, I I like that uh, this. I'm. I feel like I'm going to get an Aquaman that's not a joke. Yeah. Plus, and it looks like he's having a good time. He does. He looks like he's having a lot of fun. Um. So we'll see how that works out. And but it was just interesting that Wonder Woman didn't get a, a new ornament. Now again, she had one last year. Gal Gadot did, and Linda Carter had one the year before that. So, and there is going to be a mini uh, a mini ornament of Wonder Woman, and but it was the comic book Wonder Woman, not not Gal Gadot. Uh, okay. So, and then a lot of princesses are getting ornaments. I swear, the Little Mermaid gets a new ornament every single year. I don't know what's up with that. Did Moana get one? Moana, uh, Moana is getting, uh, a keepsake ornament this year. They put out a Moana ornament last year, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a keepsake. It was one of the, uh, the, the, there's different tiers of Hallmark ornaments. Keepsake is sort of like, keepsake's the big one, and that's, that's the main one. So I did notice they did not put out a Moana keepsake ornament, which I found Mm. disappointing. But they did put out one of the the lower tier ones that like the kind that they send to Target and to to Walmart to sell. You know a lot about this. I do. I this is this is what I collect now. So I did pick up the Moana, but Moana's going to get a keepsake ornament this year. Okay, good. And uh, let's see, Beauty and the Beast is getting another ornament. I swear they get ornaments all the time too. Uh, Elena of Avalor is going to get her first ornament. I thought that was going to happen last year, but it didn't. So this year, we're going to see Elena. I don't think I've ever watched that show. I, it's definitely probably not in your normal demographic, but I know. But I have like a lot of nieces and nephews, and none of them have mentioned that. No kidding. I, I've seen quite a few episodes. So Elena's getting her own. Uh, I think, I think there's going to be a coronation Elsa, but I, I'm not really super concerned about getting a court. I have so many Annas and Elsas on the tree right now. I, I don't <laughs> feel like I need any more. I feel they're well represented at this point. At this point, it's, it needs to be something special because I can't just buy a Batmobile or a Batman anymore either because I have so many of those. Yeah. So, but hence the Batcopter as that was going to serve as my tribute to the late Adam West who uh, passed away this past month. Ah, uh, yes. Um, he was, I believe, ninety years old, right? Yeah, he was. He was up there. Yeah. Um, Although it, so it he, sounded he like it the... was pretty sudden, though. I, he was. Bert Ward said that he was still making plans to travel and was had a vacation coming up. So it, it yeah, wasn't. It wasn't like he was just counting the days or was sick or anything. It just sounds like he just just went. Uh, if you think this is bad, wait and wait until uh, Stan Lee's time comes. Yeah, I, I I think probably Adam West hit me a little harder than than I thought it would. Because when you think about it, he's he was the my definitive vision of Batman growing up. Yeah, and uh, uh, my love for Batman stemmed from Adam West. I mean, it, it mm. grew from Adam West. So it was just it's like so that's a a pretty big part of me. You know, my my I I host a Hero Talk podcast. Sorry, the real Hero Talk podcast. <laughs> so, I, I mean, obviously, this is something that's that's resonated with me. So it was, uh, it was, uh, we're sad to see him go. I, I, I was asked at one point if I was going to do a memorial episode, and I thought, you know what? I before he passed, I did the Batman '66 movie, mm. and glowing praise for the thing because I love that movie so much. And I thought, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go back and try to rehash that and make it sad. When he was alive and well, I, I made sure that I, I paid him proper tribute, so I didn't feel any need to go back and do it. Much like I did with Bob Hoskins, um, and, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. You know, that one was a little bit unique though, because we had recorded and then he passed. And so, then he passed. So I did at least need to, to acknowledge it, but. But anyways, that was, that was sad news, but I will be getting, uh, the Batcopter 
Christmas ornament. That'll be my tribute to him, much like I got the uh, the Wrath of Khan ornament. It's a tribute to uh, Leonard Nimoy. Right, right. Um, now, did you catch the? Uh, I think it was a. Uh, it was in Los Angeles. They were doing like a lighting of the bat signal. Yeah, they they shown the bat signal. I think it was on uh, City Hall. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I I appreciated that. Uh, I had to play the uh, the the Batman theme. So when I got married, um, and you know at the reception how like it, everyone kind of walks into music, I yeah. actually entered to the '66 Batman theme song. Oh. <laughs> You know, every, everyone had their own entrance music, and then it was time for the bride and groom, and it was like, seriously, like, da la 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 and then they played the music. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad your wife signed off on that. She did. Well, I, she figured I'd probably want something Batman, but I said, uh, I, if I have, to, if I'm going to do Batman, I have to go the 66 Batman theme, because it, it, you can't really enter to a round of applause to, like, Danny Elfman's theme. Or to Hans Zimmer's theme, or Shirley Walker's theme, mm. or certainly not, uh, what, Joel Goldsmith, was he the one who did Batman and Robin and Batman Forever? I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah. So I said, you gotta go to the one that everyone recognizes, and everyone knows, and the upbeat one. And Yeah. So there you go. Well done. Speaking of Danny Elfman, do you hear that Danny Elfman's gonna be doing the score for Justice League? This is news to me. Yeah. I, uh, I heard this a few weeks ago, popped it in the, uh, the, what passes for the show notes on the Hero Talk Monthly Hero Bites. <laughs> um, I, I, I like the idea. I've, I've certainly been critical of the music that's been in these movies so far because out of all of the characters that have been introduced, only one of them has a, a immediately recognizable theme song that I can associate with the character, and that's Wonder Woman. Ah, uh, I know Superman's theme, but it's but it's kind of it's, it's kind of weak. It's generic, though. I, uh, yeah. The example I give is uh, the year that Superman or Man of Steel was released, uh, when the Boston Bruins made the postseason mm. for their postseason introduction on uh, the New England Sports Network. They used that as the background music. It was oh, like so the, generic uh, to them that it was like, oh, well, peop- this is just kind of sounds like crescendoing music. And it's, there's nothing inherently Superman about it. So we'll just play this. Wait, so not the, not the Man of Steel theme, but the, the Man of Steel like theme. The, yeah. Like the Richard, like the Richard, no, no, not it, the it, Richard Donner. Not Richard Donner. Not, not the, the John Williams theme. That's iconic. And yeah. as far as I'm concerned, I, I appreciated of all the things that Superman Returns did wrong. And it did so, yeah. so many things wrong. The smart thing they did is say, you can't make a new Superman theme. We have to get the original theme. Huh. And, and they bought, I mean, they bought rights to it so they could use it in Superman Returns. It was, there was two things in Superman Returns that worked unequivocally. The, the John Williams theme and Brandon Ralph. Everything else, total soup sandwich. I guess it was <laughs> kind of cool when the bullet bounced off his eye, but that was a long, long movie. And that one part was about two seconds. I didn't even see it. Yeah, I I would say I would recommend it, but I don't. But they use the John Williams theme. But for Band of Steel, I get that they tried to make something new, and it was. I mean, it's 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 good music. It just doesn't say Superman to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and then, it's pretty weak. Yeah, I and I haven't recognized anything even, that I could even remotely say was Batman's theme song out of any of the movies he's been in. Did he have a theme? I I assume <laughs> you usually make up a theme for the superhero so that you can pick up on their on their musical cues later, but yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't pick up anything I could even attribute to Batman in Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't hear anything that was unique to him except for the, when his parents, you know, 
bite the bullet as it were in the beginning of the in the beginning of the movie uh-huh. i yeah it doesn't that, that's kind of weak too it, yeah. you know those are the only one yeah like you said the only one that's really notable is wonder woman's theme and it's kick ass it sure is i love that music i really really do i uh and it does it does make its return in the the wonder woman movie oh good they didn't just use it for the trailer no i was i was a little bit worried because i thought well you know there was that was a completely different movie with a different production crew and like sure they use it in the trailer but like am i am i gonna hear this music again because when you figure it's a whole different production crew they might just get their own score and while Mm. they did get their own score that music does return that is that is uh, unequivocally her theme and good. and you definitely they build to it, which is done very well. Good, good. Okay. A, it literally happened in a moment where I thought, are they going to cue that theme song anytime soon? And then it hit almost immediately after I thought that to myself. <laughs> so very well done. Um, but yeah, so Danny Elfman, I I guess I'm I'm excited he's scoring Justice League because Danny Elfman, despite the fact that a lot of his music sounds exactly the same, especially if he's working for Tim Burton. Mm. Uh, he did produce the, the most iconic, or at least among the most iconic Batman themes. Batman 66 is pretty iconic in and of itself. Oh yeah. And, uh, and when, um, they used his, his music for, not only for Batman and Batman Returns, but it was the, it was the opening theme song for the Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Danny Elfman, especially for me, because I I never saw, there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen. Um, the Edward Scissorhands, I never saw that. Um, but the notable one for me is from the original Spider-Man movies. Yes, that's right. He did the theme for the original Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So I I really enjoy those. So that's Danny Elfman. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I I I hope that Danny Elfman will somehow be able to make some more memorable theme music for people. I don't know mm. how how married they are to some of the Hans Zimmer stuff that we've had, but other than Wonder Woman, they really haven't hit it yet. So I would say just let him do his job. Gotcha. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I this again, this is news to me. Um, but uh, I mean, I guess you could go with uh with Michael Giacchino, but maybe he's too busy. Yeah. So there was probably my favorite rendition of, of, and it was one of his composers or uh, conductors who worked with him an awful lot, Shirley Walker. Mm. Uh, so when when it was time to do the music for the animated series, uh, since you can't really afford Danny Elfman to do the music for your entire cartoon show, that's a little pricey. Yeah, uh, they actually had Shirley Walker do it, and Shirley Walker is who came up with the uh, the theme songs for Batman and and I think Superman too, and the ones that you hear in like the in show music. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that was also very iconic. I've, I've associated that with Batman too. It was very well done. Um, and that was a theme song that was used for Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which, by the way, is coming to Blu-ray. Oh, nice segue. Thank you. There's, that's how you do it. That's how you know I'm a professional. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to take a bow right now. <laughs> <laughs> just yuck it up for, no one can see what I'm doing. I didn't actually bow. I'm still just sitting here. It's okay. It's I, there's so many life. cords all over me right now. I'm not, I'm afraid what would happen if I tried to stand up and take a bow. It's okay. You can lie. I'd probably pull my headphones out or something and pull, <laughs> pull the cord out the back of the microphone. And then where would we be? Just destroy everything. All right. So, but, uh, did you ever see Mask of the Phantasm? It's been a long time. I think I saw it right when it came out. Okay. I, I very much enjoy it. I obviously have it on DVD and I've watched it several times. Uh, I, you know, I actually didn't see this when it was in the theaters. 
Oh, okay. And it, that that always bothered me because I I really wanted to see it, but I just I don't know what was going on. If it was just a time when I wasn't getting to the movies that much, I mean, I still would have been fairly young, but old enough I could have gone to the theaters. I don't know. I maybe missed it, or it just got a limited release, or it might not have even come out around me. But well, I I bought it was I bought it as soon as it I, as it came out on DVD, and I I really enjoyed it. I like the Phantasm. Mm. I I thought that that was a a good character. I'm going to not spoil who it is in case somebody still hasn't seen that movie and wants to buy the Blu-ray. Um, I, it was definitely skewed a little more adult than the cartoon it was based on. There were some, some disturbing things that happened in there, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. I'd have to, I'd have to rewatch it, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's gotta be a, a cool thing for you. That's gotta Ooh. be a cool feeling. Oh yeah. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to being able to watch this thing on, on Blu-ray and some of the special features. And this, this actually worked really well because it, in addition to being, you know, a really good Batman movie, they, it also was part way, uh, an origin story. They went a lot into the Batman origins, which you didn't get an awful lot of in the animated series. I mean, you got a couple of flashbacks, but they really, they, they didn't, they wanted to just let him be Batman and not ex- really go into all the different ways he was Batman. Yeah. I mean, which was smart, but th- they filled in a lot of the, uh, a lot of the backstory and a lot of the, um, a lot of the drive for him becoming Batman. So that was really well. I, I really, I really, really love this movie. I, I'm so excited to buy it on Blu-ray. It's, it's a, it's a must buy. It is a must buy. You didn't pre-order it? I'm pretty sure I did, actually. <laughs> I've definitely already pre-ordered Wonder Woman, so I'm sure I probably pre-ordered Mask of the Phantasm while I was in there. Okay. Well, I mean, check that because you don't want multiple copies. Yeah. Or maybe I, you do. <laughs> You know, I sometimes I forget, and then I pre-order again, which is why I have three copies of the movie Dread. <laughs> well, I guess that's worth it. I mean, you know, the money is hopefully going toward a sequel, which will never happen. Yeah, although there's a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a TV show. Oh, and, right, on Netflix. Well, they don't. I don't think they know where it's going to be yet. It's still a few years away. It's it's a. I think it's going to be a race between uh, Judge Dread, Mega City One, and. Uh, the, I was going to say Injustice, but no, with the kids. Young Justice. Yeah, which comes out first. Yeah, but we'll see who comes out first. Yeah. But I'm glad that it's, uh, I'm glad that you're, <laughs> you're getting something that you, that you've wanted. Um, what yeah. else did you want to say about it? I, 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 I just wanted to, to point out that it's coming out on Blu-ray finally. It feels like it's long, long overdue, but I'm just, I'm so happy. This is, this is probably one of my, my favorite representations of Batman. Nice, nice. Yeah, I haven't seen, um, any of the other Batman movies, and for the Phantasm one, I I have to correct myself because I think I saw it when we actually first got it on, like I think it was VHS. Um, wow, God, VHS. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing that happened. <laughs> Um, Google it, kids. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so the, I think, uh, I think when we got it on VHS, that's when I, when I watched it, when it first came out on VHS. But then again, that was still so, so long ago. And I don't think I've ever seen any of the other Batman movies, the animated ones, at least. Yeah, there was a, a handful of them that came out, um, that were tie-ins to the, uh, the TV show. Uh, uh, Sub-Zero? Was, yeah, Sub-Zero was one. Uh, that one was pretty good. Uh, that came out sort of as a, is a quasi, uh, I would say, a complimentary one for Batman and Robin, which had Mr. Freeze in it mm-hmm. and had Batgirl in it, so she played a fairly heavy part in that. There was one, it was uh, I think it was called the the Curse of the Batwoman or something like that, and that was a that was a fairly decent one. I actually I enjoyed that one. Um, 
Trying to think. There's there's another one that just came out, and I don't think it's in the same universe, but it was in the same style. It was okay. uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. Yes, I've heard of yeah. this one. That, that oh, either has yeah. just come out or it's coming out very, very soon. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that one. Was not interested. Really? I, I mean, <laughs> the most recent uh, animated movies seem to have a big focus on either Batman or one of the Bat family having sex with someone. Yeah, I, I saw... Um, no, what was uh, the one based on the Alan Moore comic? I'm blanking. Uh, the Killing Joke. The Killing Joke, thank you. Uh, I saw The Killing Joke, and I definitely... I've read The Killing Joke before. I've actually read the comic, and so I was really wondering when it was going to get to The Killing Joke part of it, but there was yeah. definitely an unnecessary scene where Batgirl and Batman had sex. I mean, I guess it's alluding to the what happened in the animated series, but... but in the animated series, they straight up and say that happened. Yeah. And uh, it's it's fairly overt. Uh, I think Batman Beyond makes reference to it. And then mm-hmm. uh, Batman the Batwoman straight-to-video show also makes direct reference to it. Yeah. So, but it's... It, yeah, I, I'm not... I mean, the thing with, with Harley, I, I wasn't interested in it to, be, to begin with because it just didn't interest me. But the tying Nightwing to the bed and the, the innuendo there, I'm just, I yeah. hate, like, can we can we get to the Batman stuff? <laughs> yeah. That was just the trailer. Yeah. I, I, yeah. They try to make it a little bit more adult, and sometimes they don't make it actually adult. They make it like what a 13-year-old would think an adult-type movie would go to be. Yeah. If that makes sense to you. It's not, it's not actually mature. It's what yeah, a 13 no, year old thinks mature is. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the, that's the other thing is that like, I, I, I watched it till the end. It's, they're like, they're all in the Batmobile together. And I guess they're like, they're caught. I, I don't, I can't remember who they're on the phone with, but they're talking to someone and they're like, you know, we should, uh, look for, look for somebody to come and help us basically. And they're going through the list and like, I think Nightwing is, like, doing some hand signals and, like, only Batman's supposed to know what that means. And, like, they get to Booster Gold and he does the jerk-off thing. <laughs> hand motion. And it's just, like, I'm not sure if I like that from Nightwing. It, well, he's, he's cheeky and he's a smart aleck, but I don't know if he would do that. I would think anybody else but Booster Gold and you would have a valid point. <laughs> What's wrong with Booster Gold? Oh, everybody like hates him. Booster Gold. Everybody hates Booster Gold. <laughs> I guess I've never understood why. Oh, have you read much Booster Gold comics? No. Yeah, he's he's kind of a giant d bag. But there was the actually only there... thing I've seen of him is from like the anim- the just oh when he was on that one anime yeah that they made him a little bit too likable he's he's usually a a, a huge giant d bag but there was yeah. a, there was a good comic book run with him actually where he uh. It was him, and I think it was him and Rip Hunter, mm. and they were going back and, like, fixing history, uh, time aberrations, for lack of a better term, so that you can understand it. Okay. And the whole idea was, since everyone thinks that he's such a phenomenal screw-up, nobody would think to try to stop him so that he could just huh. go back and fix history, and, and nobody would, you know, uh, nobody's going to think that history's being secured by Booster Gold because he's such a giant screw-off, so. Interesting. And it was actually, uh, there was a fairly decent run, and uh, the killing joke factored into that one at one point, where it was, uh, to prove a point, uh, Rip Hunter kept sending Booster Gold to try to undo uh, the killing joke, the, uh, you know, the Joker scene. Yeah. And he kept getting defeated, and the point that Rip Hunter was trying to make is that some some pieces of history are so implanted in the timeline that nothing you do can change them. 
So no matter what you do to try to stop this from happening, Joker will always get one over on you, and he will always be able to, to carry out the, the events of, of the Killing Joke. Interesting. Which which is interesting. However, it, that's not necessarily true, though, because if Booster Gold just rolled on the scene and immediately, like, vaporized the Joker, was the Joker going to reconstitute himself and continue to go up the stairs or what, you know? You don't know. I mean, it always showed Booster Gold, like, trying to confront the Joker and, like, actually getting punched in the face or hit with a crowbar or something. Like, they never yeah. actually show him using some advanced technology or, like, popping in there and taking Barbara Gordon. Like, he, he's always showing up right at the scene and, and getting getting knocked away or delayed so yeah. it's a little bit too late instead of, like, showing up a half hour earlier and getting Barbara out of there and, like, rigging <laughs> the front door or something, you know? Uh, that only makes too much sense. We're thinking too hard about this. Yeah, I've given way too much thought <laughs> to Booster Gold. So let's let's roll on. Uh, the new X-Men movie is going to be coming out. Uh, they've they've announced the premise. It's the Dark Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, which they've already tried to do one time. I mean, oh. not very well, but, I mean, they did. Whatever they do, I don't think it's going to work. I, these these new X-Men movies, I mean, it's they, they are so hit and miss. Now, when when they do a good job, like, I liked X-Men First Class, and I guess technically Deadpool was an X-Men movie, and that was entertaining, if even the jokes were a bit thin on me. I have not seen Logan yet, though I really, really want to, and I own it, and I've, I've, it's, it's in my queue, ready to go, I just, I don't have that kind of time on my hands. Well, you alright? Okay? Yeah, sorry, I just did, dropped a pen. Did we lose Vernon? <laughs> I just dropped a pen. <laughs> Jeez, it sounded like you dropped your desk. <laughs> I, I was try. I moved because I was trying to catch it, and then it didn't work. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I. I mean, I. X Men Origins Wolverine was unwatchable. I didn't even watch the Wolverine because I. I mean, this is this says something about what Fox can do with a franchise. Where I don't want to watch a movie that has Wolverine in it. I, I like the Wolverine. It. I didn't it see was, it. It was. It was okay. It wasn't Whoa. groundbreaking, and actually, you know what. Screw that. It wasn't good, but I liked it. <laughs> and and that's fair. And you're entitled, but wow, I was not I I was not at all a fan of X-Men Origins Wolverine, so I had no interest in going to see the Wolverine. I didn't even want to see and I, I think I actually do own it, is I didn't want to see um X-Men Apocalypse. But mm. Days of Future Past was a very entertaining movie. I actually really like that one. Yeah, I like Days of Future Past and then Ooh, um Apocalypse. Uh <laughs> I got that for free. Um, you still paid too much. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even see it. Uh, I every preview looked so terrible. I'm I I'm dreading when I'm gonna have to watch. I mean, there's I understand that on Hero Talk where there are certain movie franchises I have avoided, and the X Men movies are one of those, and that's not an accident. Mm. But at at some point in time. I imagine I'm pro- that's that's a door I'm going to have to go through, and I'm going to have to watch that movie, and I am actively dreading it. <laughs> Just turn off your brain, because there's going to be a lot of stuff that that bothers you. Um, I'm one who cannot stop like talking through movies, so yeah, um, my wife was not happy with me that entire time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but, there's a so- lot of contrivances and. It it just it did not work on a lot of different levels. It didn't seem like it would, but I mean they can't all be Days of Future Past, right? If well, they put the effort in, sure. Yeah, but they don't. <laughs> it's like people will go see this. They liked our last two movies. Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm not super impressed. I hear it's going to follow more of the actual comic book storyline than 
the the last time they tried to do it did and whatever it was the X Men the Last Stand or whatever the third one was called. Mm. So and and so in that case they're gonna it's gonna involve the Shi'ar Empire and going into space and that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I don't they know. They still they still can't get away from X Men Apocalypse. So no, I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah. So speaking of space, Han Solo got a new director. I'm loving your segue. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Uh, Han Solo, uh, Ron Howard is going to direct Han Solo. Eh. Yeah. And, uh, just, just to point this out for all the, uh, the other podcasters out there, uh, the idea of calling it the Han Solo solo movie, that joke is, is so old. Just oh, stop. Who's calling it that? Man, almost every single person. And these are podcasts I regularly listen to. And guys, I love your work, but seriously, we need to just, can we just come together as the podcasting community and decide we're not going to say that anymore? The joke <laughs> is now worn thin. <laughs> God. All right. Are Han- you looking forward to this Han Solo movie? Uh, you know what? No, I had very little intent of actually watching it. I am in the same boat. I, I, what? What are they? What light are they going to shed on on Han Solo's origin that that I I I need to know but don't know yet? I didn't care. I mean, I thought that the whole point was that I mean he was sort of mysterious and. We yeah. really didn't need to know his backstory. His arc began in the first one and ended with The Force Awakens. So, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I guess I don't really understand what I'm going to to get out of this. Am I am I going to actually watch him win the Millennium Falcon from Lando Calrissian? Because that's about the only story that we don't know anything about is how that went down. But well, yeah, that's yeah. not a 90-minute movie. That's, that's a 20-minute extra on a DVD or something. It, listen, you can make an entire movie about James Bond playing cards. So you can make an entire movie about Han Solo. Someone tries to poison him, and he needs to... That's how he meets Chewie. Chewie uses a defibrillator on him. You know what? I I will have you stop besmirching the name of Casino Royale like this. (laughs) Because I love that movie. It is my favorite Bond movie. I appreciate it. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just when you put... When you replace James Bond with Han Solo, it just has a little... It, it just adds a little bit of spice to it. It's, I, I like it's, that. It's it's very it's very you, good. You're sitting here um, talking like it's a silly movie when he's playing cards. That was an awesome movie. They made a Texas Hold'em <laughs> game very dramatic, and then there was there was action. And I liked Quantum of Solace too. Like nobody liked Quantum of Solace. I thought that was an outstanding movie. I watched it twice in one day. That's how much I love that movie. I watched it once. Um, it was okay. It was not okay. It was a great movie. I watched it. I watched it in the theaters in the matinee show with a friend of mine. And then after he left, I got a call from another set of friends who were like, hey, we're going to go see Quantum Solace. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Absolutely. You better believe I do. And so, and this, we're talking, it was, uh, it was a Saturday, I think, and the movie had just opened that, that Friday. <laughs> and right. so when I was talking about like, oh, you're going to love it. Oh, it's great. And like, have you, have you seen this already? I'm like, oh yeah, I just, I just caught the matinee here. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's it, if you gotta, if you feel like you gotta, just just do it. Because um, uh, if it's that good to you, I I really enjoyed that. But uh, so Ron, I mean, I've I've seen a lot of stuff Ron Howard's done, mm. but nothing that I saw was really stood out to me as Star Wars. You know, it's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, um, Apollo thirteen. Wow. Oh man, um, <laughs> that's a uh, and- Grinch. Yeah. Ed. Or was it, was it, what was the name of the movie? Was it Ed, Ed TV? Maybe it was with Matthew McConaughey? Nope. 
never saw it. No, it was like it was kind of like the Truman Show, but it was it was it was like a reality show where they would follow this guy around. He won a contest, they follow him around, but then they kind of start to ruin his life a little bit, and so he has to try mm-hmm. to anyway. I don't want to give that movie away, but it's twenty some years old. All right, yeah, no, I. Uh... Oh, Osmosis Jones. Oh, that was the uh, the cartoon with Chris Rock, right? Yeah, it's cartoon mixed with live action. Yeah, it's with a cartoon Bill Murray. When it's inside Bill Murray's body, but then yeah. it's like real life outside of it. Uh, I wow, I can't even remember that. Oh, Backdraft. Hey, mom, he did. He directed Backdraft. You love that movie. Mom's not watching most okay. or listening to this. I don't know. Anyway, hi, Mrs. Um, Dragon. <laughs> cowboys, cowboys and aliens. Ooh, yeah. Uh, oh, he was only a producer. Okay, all right. Well, that's a little better. I mean, I I I feel like we've we've gone off the topic of some of these Ron Howard movies already. Uh, I really want to talk about Ed TV some more. Okay, shoot. <laughs> so so it was it was like a twenty four seven follow him around thing. Like that was a thing. There was like the, the there was a channel exclusively dedicated to to Ed. Okay. So he was he was almost he was always on TV. Like so they were like there's a camera right on top of him while he was sleeping. <laughs> I mean, that's gotta be funny. Yeah. I, I, I actually enjoyed that movie, although there was this, it wasn't very realistic, because there's one scene where Ed asks for a soda, and they ask him if he would like a Coke or a Pepsi, and he says Pepsi, mm. and that's just not realistic. When given the choice, nobody chooses Pepsi. Pe- Pepsi's, Pepsi is what you, what you get when they don't have Coke. You usually ask for, hey, can I get a Coke? And then they reply, no, we only have Pepsi. And you're like, alright, fine. That's how that goes. That's how people get Pepsi. What? <laughs> Are you saying that's act- that's an actual thing? Well, I'm saying it, it, there's there's a point in the movie where they ask him if he would like a Coke or a Pepsi, and he explicitly says Pepsi. And then it sets up a bunch of visual gags later where because he says that on his show on TV, then he's, ne- you know, in the next scene he's got a Pepsi machine in his living room that they've obviously sent him, and, you know, they're sending him all uh. kinds of Pepsi stuff because he said that. But I just found it very unrealistic that at any point in time a person, when given the choice between Pepsi and Coke, would actively yeah. choose Pepsi. <laughs> that just that doesn't happen, Vernon. That's not you've, a thing. You've clearly thought a lot about this. It it disturbs me. I so much so that we're talking about Ed TV on a Hero Talk about current news. Just because well, we mentioned Ron Howard, I just needed an excuse to complain about Coke and Pepsi. Now I want to see Ed TV. Yeah. To see what you're talking about, but yes, I do have that thing where it's like, hey, do you have a Coke? That's the first thing I go to. Well, yeah. I don't drink soda anymore, but when I did, that would be the first thing. Yeah, I you, you usually you ask for the Coke, and then when they say, oh, I'm sorry, we only have Pepsi, then you sigh and like, oh, all right, fine, fine, just give me a Pepsi. <laughs> I don't care anymore. This so. food's not going to taste good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's the yeah. thing. Well, he's directing Han Solo, so he is so. directing Han Solo. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just know that that happened, and Ron Howard is a big name. I, I like him in Arrested Development. He's a very good narrator. I mean, it's been years since I've seen Arrested Development, yeah. but that was funny. Um, what, what I find is odd is some people, I, I was just listening to a podcast today where they mentioned the story, and one guy goes like, that's Opie. Like, oh, oh yeah, that was Opie like 70 years ago. Man. Just, <laughs> just relax, man. That is a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> he's He's done a lot since then. He was on Happy Days, too. You have that. There you go. Yeah, it's Richie Cunningham. What are we talking? All right, let's move on. I don't even know what we're doing now, but... So, bottom line, he's Ron Howard directing... Yeah. Han Solo. I, 
I don't care. We we just spent a good <laughs> ten minutes talking about this story, and have had said we have said nothing of any actual insight towards what Han Solo could be with Ron Howard <laughs> as the director. We we've off, we've we've contributed nothing to the the greater conversation about this story. You know, I don't even think I've seen enough of his movies to have an opinion on his directing yeah, style. I, I just don't care enough. I really don't. It's a movie I had no intention of seeing. I only included on this because I know people like Star Wars. I'm still trying to convince myself that I want to watch Rogue One. Um, it was all right. I hear it's good. I mean, obviously Jeff loved it and and recommended it, but here's the bottom line is it's, it's, it's a prequel to the first Star Wars. So nothing that happens in there is necessary for my understanding of Star Wars. So I see it as not necessary. And it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, well, does it really matter? Well, it, you know, the, the we, events of Star Wars are know. the events of Star Wars are still going to play out exactly like they do. So this movie didn't really alter the course of anything. There's no like, ah, gee, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, oh, I, I bet the rebellion's going to carry on and get the plans to the Death Star. That's my thought. But you didn't see how the Bothan spies died for that for those plans. I. Did I have to? I don't know. Now you needed to about... watch their sacrifice. Maybe someday when I when I care more. Listen, I've I've seen the major Star Wars movie releases. Isn't that good enough? I liked three of them. Three of the seven. <laughs> That's almost half. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm just not a big Star Wars guy. It's kind of it's kind of fading for me. I used to love Star Wars. Yeah, I am. I, I I am not a big Star Wars guy. To bring it back to Christmas ornaments, my mother used to get me like a Star Wars keepsake ornament every year. Yeah. Every year. Why? 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 <laughs> I don't actually like Star Wars. I don't You're own a Star, Star Wars Trek guy. Uh, uh, I kind of I I don't like the whole greater Star Trek universe. I don't really care about, but mm-hmm. I like the original series and I like the first few seasons of the Next Generation. When the science was nice and soft, basically, when when they could go to a, this random planet in the middle of our vast universe, and it's a planet exactly like Earth, except the Nazis won World War Two. <laughs> that's the kind of thing I enjoyed seeing. That's Star Trek. Yep, that's that's what I love. Or when was there an episode of the Next Generation where they went to a planet and it turned out the entire planet was the universe out of this this novel? I did not see that. Yeah, it was like some book that somehow had made its way to the planet, and the planet had shaped itself around that book, so they had to, like, play out the story <laughs> of the book in order to get off the planet. That's that's wow. what I love about Star Trek, those those ridiculous, cheesy episodes. And then, and then they started to try to make the science too hard, and it was a lot of tacky on pulses and reversing polarities, and it just wasn't fun anymore. Dumping warp drives... Right. It you you lost what made it fun. I want the Nazi planet. I want the uh oh there was one planet in the original series where, where it was like way in the future and the Cold War had just never stopped. Yeah. And so like you still like you had like this post apocalyptic world where there were still pockets of capitalists and communists fighting each other. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe I'll I'll take a look at the original series someday. I haven't watched all of it. I I, I like the original series for that reason because it never it didn't take itself too seriously. It was, it was a lot like, it was a lot like Batman in that way. I mean, not as overt as Batman was, but still in the same manner of they didn't, they didn't try to overthink it. They just tried to show some fun stuff, and I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. They didn't take it too seriously. Yeah. So, so moving on, a couple, a couple of other movies coming out, not necessarily comic book related, but, uh, 
movies of note that I want to point out. And the first one, uh, so growing up, I was a, a huge Jackie Chan fan. Mm. I watched uh, a lot of his stuff that he did in Hong Kong and, uh, I was, of course, loved when he, when he came to America and started doing American films. So Rumble in the Bronx, um, uh, Jackie Chan's first strike. Trying yeah. to think there was another one in there. Mr. Nice Guy. There was, um, Operation Condor, though I think he actually did that one in in Hong Kong, and that one, Operation Condor, was the sequel to Armor of God, which was a movie that he did in Hong Kong. But I've so I've seen a lot of the Police Story was uh, with Chris huge huge series of movies that he did, yeah. uh, Rush Hour um, and um, Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. He was in uh, the the Disney movie, uh, the remake of Around the World in Eighty Days. He was in that. That yeah. was that was actually a lot more fun of a movie than it had any right to be, and a lot of that was Jackie Chan. Yeah, he makes he makes things funny. You know, you just you just get to, you just get a sense that not only does he like what he's doing, but like I appreciate that he does all of his own stunts too. Yeah, he's really in it, and you can mm-hmm. see it on his face. It's just like you know. He's he's really good. he's a really good like you know yeah body and facial actor if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Uh, he's 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 very he, his charisma is just palpable. Yeah, he's a, it's a lot of other people who have been good martial artists have not really been able to have the huge storied career he has simply because they don't have his charisma. I mean, in almost every objective measure, Jet Li is probably a better fighter and is a little bit faster than Jackie. I mean, Jackie Chan he learned martial arts in. Uh, in sort of a performance school, mm-hmm. whereas uh, Jet Li was an actual wushu master and was a bodyguard. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, Jet Jet Li is, and he's legit. Apparently, they're really good friends with each other, which I find uh, amazing, personally. Why? Because it's just, I, li- I like the idea that they're friends with each other. Two of my favorite martial artists just hang out and have... I don't know burgers on Sundays. I, I don't. I don't know what they do. I, they don't. They don't invite me. But you just imagine what they do. I just like to imagine what they do. But I, yeah, I. So I, I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan. I, I love his work, and especially some of his older stuff. Even though the story is cheesy, the the fight sequences and and the sets. There was a, uh, a one movie I was watching. It was a very lesser known movie that was. Um, I can't even remember the name now, but I just remember there was this action fight sequence and they just did one wide angle shot take and they Mm -hmm. just went. And you realize after a while, like they have been going for 15 minutes and they haven't cut away yet. Yeah. This is just the same take that these people are doing. It's super impressive. What movie is that? I told you I don't remember the name. Sorry. I'm trying to, trying to look it up myself. It had Jackie Chan in it. Thank you. He has a huge catalog, but I'll find it. (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to briefly skim his, his, uh, his IMDb to see. Have you seen the size of this guy's IMDb? Well, it's not the size, it's how you use it. Well, I, I think in this case it's the size. <laughs> this is, this is huge. This is ridiculous. What was it? Maybe Island of Fire? Maybe? That vaguely sounds familiar? I don't know. But he was in the Lego Ninjago movie. That's in post-production. Yeah. He was also the voice of Monkey in Kung Fu Panda. Really? Yeah. Mmm. Oh, they're doing a Karate Kid too. Oh, oh! It really bothers me. They still call it Karate Kid, even though they are clearly doing kung fu, <laughs> like overtly doing kung fu in the movie. They simply re- they even call it kung fu in the movie, but they'll still call it the Karate Kid. That that upsets me inside. Stupid people won't know. So the 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 point of all this and talking about all of these movies that Jackie Chan has done, um, man, he's done so many of these movies. Who am I? That's another one I saw him in. He was good in that. Uh, I can't believe Police Story was 1985. That, does that make you feel old? 
The protector. Very much so. The protector was 1985. Wow, I've seen drunken so master. The drunken oh, that was that was a classic. The drunken master. Uh, a lot of people consider that to be his uh, his biggest breakout. Uh, he was very briefly in Enter the Dragon. Uh, that was a Bruce Lee movie, right? Yes, he uh, he didn't have a speaking role. He was just in one of the fight scenes. Okay. I want to say he's the guy that grabs when Bruce Lee's in the underground cavern thing. He's the guy who grabs Bruce Lee from behind, and Bruce Lee like like breaks the the bear hug open, then turns around and punches him in the face or hits him with nunchucks or something. Oh, I'll have to watch that again. Yeah, but anyway, so. The whole point of bringing up Jackie Chan is Jackie Chan, <laughs> it, it, to encounter to everything we've said, we're all like, oh, he's light, and he's charisma, and he brings fun to it. He's got a new movie coming out, The Foreigner. And have you seen the trailer? I have. Yeah, he's he's not having fun anymore. Yeah, no, he's he's out for blood. <laughs> yeah, he is. And and I, I, I love the whole premise of this, is, is you know, his, his daughter's killed in, in, a, in a terrorist attack. And, uh, he believes that he has a lead on it, and the individual who's lead is, like, somebody of some pro- like, he's living in, in the UK, and mm. I think it was, like, an IRA-style attack, and so he knows somebody who worked with the IRA. I'm, I'm trying to fill in the blanks right now. Um, but he, basically, he wants to get answers, and so, as, as a result, he starts to sort of, uh, he takes some shots and let people know that, you know, I'm, I'm serious. And that's when they look into his past, and turns out he's like special forces, and and he was like super, like Hong Kong super soldier. And I did have to roll my eyes at that and be like, really? Of course, you had to look into his file, and he's like, the he's like the Superman of like yeah. of special forces. I I and, know and that trope everything. is he's done the to best death. Of the best. I yeah I they they do that trope to death. I get that, but I love that trope, and I will never get tired of it. <laughs> You know, I I will fully admit that is a cliche. I still like it, but yeah, the uh, all right, the 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 end all be all there is that they they decide well we need to take this guy out and they can't because he's Jackie Chan. And, <laughs> of and, course not. So we're we're gonna see some. It was it, it had been a long time since I've seen the Jackie Chan movie coming out that I've been legitimately excited to see. But I want to see this movie so bad. All right, you still there? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Hit the mute button. Okay. Um, so uh, basically, what I was saying was that um, uh, you know I've I've never seen Jackie Chan like this, and I think it's I think it's really interesting. I think it's a really interesting way to way to take his I guess career. I mean, he's still working, so right. you know, career. I mean, um, if you look, he he's got four credits for 2016, and he already has one, two, three, four, five, six credits for 2017. So yeah, he's clearly still, the, the still guy's working hard. He's not bored. <laughs> no kidding. Um, there's a there's a movie I saw on Netflix. Ah, Police Story Lockdown, mm. um, where he's like, I think it's I think it's still the, the like the same in the same like universe and everything like that of the mm. Police Story series. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's like in a in like a club and his daughters in there and they're all like being held hostage for some reason. Um, and the story unfolds as to why they're they're all being held hostage and who's who's there is really is really important to it. Um so but yeah it's it's really it's really awesome. It's called a Police Story Lockdown um 2013. Yeah, I'm seeing it. I, I don't think, think that's connected to the other police stories. No. Well, I'm the the character's name that he plays. No, I didn't I haven't seen Police Story Lockdown, but so I I looked up the name of the character and it's not the same character that he plays in Police Story 1 and 2. It's different. Okay. Chan Kakui and Zong Wen. Yep. So it's so, not connected, but I, I have a feeling just because they do this sort of thing sometimes is 
it, he probably made the movie, and at the time, the movie was called Lockdown, mm-hmm. and then they decided, well, well, shoot, how do we market this movie? And like, oh, well, Jackie Chan's in it. Let's call it Police Story Lockdown. Plus, there's also a space prison movie called Lockdown. Have I seen that movie? Who's in that? <laughs> Nobody that I know. Um, let's see. Lockdown movie. This is some riveting podcasting right now. Right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, everybody just listen while we Google stuff. Or maybe it's, yeah, I'm, maybe I'm just getting, getting things confused because this, the lockdown that comes up when you Google it. Yeah, is I'm, this is, this doesn't look like I'm it's in space. About. The There's movie a, with you know, the movie one with Master P. Yeah, no, this is yeah, that's not in <laughs> this space. This is not it. You were thinking of a different movie. I swear, there's a movie in space, and it's like a prison thing. And like, I'll I'll find it afterward, and then be really frustrated with myself that I couldn't think of the think of any actors. Oh crap! It's Lockout. I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, guys. It's called Lockout. Never mind. Ah. Uh. Okay, lockout. That was with um, who was in that? I'm blanking. You got me. All right, I just googled it. Guy Pierce. All right, no, moving. On. That's enough. That's enough. Hero talk does Google. <laughs> uh, so one last movie. I actually I saw a preview for this ahead of Wonder Woman, uh, starring Char- Charlize Theron. Who I mean, she's she's an actress where sometimes I love the movies that she's in, and sometimes that I don't. And she has done some some movies that have been very difficult to watch. Uh, Aeon Flux, for example. That's um. You you have to really want to watch a movie all the way through before you sit down to watch Eon Flux. <laughs> you need to have like sat down and said to yourself, no matter what comes on this TV right now, I'm watching it to the end. So it's really that bad. It 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 was. If I if I wasn't in the service and literally isolated from all other forms of entertainment at the time it was on, I probably wouldn't have watched it. I've seen it come <laughs> on TV, and I have definitely just kept on walking. Nope. I'm, I'm in fact, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go read a book. That's what you did, Aeon Flux. You made me turn <laughs> off the TV and get a book. Uh, yeah, so no. Atomic Blonde is, is the movie coming out. I, now I don't know the premise more other than the fact that she's like some super agent and other people are trying to kill her, which kind of sounds like the, the, it really sounds like the premise to, uh, most movies. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the action scenes looked pretty good and I, Think she look? I mean, Shirley Theron looks pretty, pretty hardcore in this. So uh, I, I'll probably see it. It reminded me a lot of, um, like Salt with Angelina Jolie, except Salt tried to be a little bit more realistic and spy thriller, and this mm. looks like it's going to be very unapologetically action based. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely taken some shots in this one. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it definitely looks interesting. I've never seen Salt. Um, that. Did she like change her hair like on the fly, like insult? Yeah, I think you're thinking of Ultraviolet. Really? Yeah. Um, Salt was with Angelina Jolie, and she was yeah. uh, she worked for the CIA. Well, I mean, I think she did at one point try to change her hair, but like not on the fly. I don't believe. Okay, I'll have to watch these movies. I need to watch some movies, man. Yeah, I but mean, she, she tries to change how she looks because she's trying to figure... Well, I, or I'm not going to give it away, but there's a hero talk on it if you want to give it away. We've actually done that movie, but but yeah, there was a there was an element to, you know, what's going on, and she's trying to get get behind what's, what's happening here in a, a plot to assassinate the Russian president. Whereas this movie looks like it's not going to try to get all that spy subtext... And it's not going to be so much a thriller of what who set her up. It looks like it's very more action based of 
All right, let's take it at face value. She's yeah. a spy. People are trying to kill her. She's going to kill them back. Just accept it and watch. Yeah. But it's it's a very similar premise to, to, to Salt. The reason why I see it, just because it's, you know, it was a spy who suddenly gets set up and everyone's after her, and now she's got to try to... She's got to try to uh, escape and find out who's trying to kill her. Except one tried to base itself as more of a, a thriller, and one's trying to be more action movie. Yeah, um, I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to this one. It's uh, I, I was very surprised, and uh, you don't really you don't really see uh, action scenes like this a lot. And one of the reasons why is because one of the directors had a hand in directing John Wick. Oh, okay. I haven't seen John Wick. I hear things, but I also heard a dog die, so I don't want to see it. That's that's it, enough to it kill is, it for me. It is what gets him going, but but it is awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's the action scenes in Platinum Blonde kind of seem like they, I would say they 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 occur to me like the Born Identity or the Born the Born series, but they mm. turn the dial up to eleven. Uh, remind me what Platinum Blonde is. The movie we're talking about with Charlize Theron. Oh, Atomic Blonde. What, did I say Platinum Blonde? You totally said Platinum Blonde. Atomic. You gotta leave that in. Oh, I suppose <laughs> I should, shouldn't I? Yeah, alright, whatever. I'll leave it in. You're and welcome. You thought, I, you thought I wasn't paying attention. I really did. I'm like, what? what is like, he talking what are you about? Talking about? <laughs> We've been talking about this movie for good. Yeah, so Atomic Blonde feels a lot more like the, the Bourne series with the action turned up to 11. Yeah. I would say probably closer to Bourne than Salt, but I definitely just get... I got the same feel from Salt because Bourne was uh, had the amnesia element, which this doesn't seem to have. It's more like the suddenly turn on them that we got from Salt. Hmm, okay. But anyway, so that's that's all I had, Vernon. I don't know if you had anything else. Uh, I don't have anything else. Um, yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Thanks right. for listening, guys. Before we close this out, I was on uh, another podcast. I was on the Video Game Crosstalk podcast this last month. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I, uh, I, at one point, I, this, the, the guy who runs the podcast, he, uh, he gets a, a brand new person. It's a monthly podcast and he gets a new person in and you talk tech news and video games and stuff. Obviously it's video game crosstalk. Um, and he, he often says like, Hey, if you're a person who might think you might be interested in being on the show, just give me a shout out. And I'm like, well, shoot, I like being on podcasts. So I did one time. And so he, he looked up who I was and he listened to a couple of hero talks to make sure that I, I don't drool on myself when I try to talk into a mic phone or sound stupid and des- <laughs> despite what he heard he wanted me on his show anyway and so i was i was on the most recent episode of video game crosstalk nice yeah so uh i will i will put that link in the show notes on enthusiax.com for this episode but uh check it out we talk um we talk some tech news and some e3 and we play a, a little game of five questions at the end it's fun oh cool well guys you gotta go listen to that yeah so check that out all right so burn it did you know that if you wanted to email us here on the Monthly Hero Bites podcast or Monthly Hero Bites episode of the okay. Hero Talk podcast, that's a little bit of a mouthful. But <laughs> did you know if you wanted to email us here on the Monthly Hero Bites edition of Hero Talk, you can email HeroTalk at Enthusiacs.com and we will answer your email during the Monthly Hero Bites. Did you know that, Vernon? I didn't know that. Are you saying that we can just email? What was that email address again? Uh, that email address was HeroTalk at Enthusiacs.com. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. You, you, would, you would have to be a fool not to email HeroTalk at Enthusiacs.com and ask us a question. 
and we'll we'll answer it right on the show. Right on the show, Vernon. Just from emailing hero talk at enthusiacs.com. Just for emailing hero talk at enthusiacs.com, we will answer your email on the monthly hero talk episode. I mean, I think I'm just gonna get on that right now. I think you should too. I I I'm go- I'm going to email a question to hero talk at enthusiacs.com so that on monthly hero bites next month they can answer my question. All right, well, get, let's get started on emailing at HeroTalk@enthusiacs.com. <laughs> let's let's um, go do really, that. We should really change it to the real Hero Talk. <laughs> I'm not I'm not redoing the email address. It's still going to be Hero Talk. But anyway, so this has been the Real Hero Talk podcast, Monthly Hero Bites, episode number two. Vernon, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, if you want to hear any more Hero Talk episodes or our sister podcast, you can check out Enthusiacs.com. You can also find videos, articles, and interviews. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just search for Enthusiacs. And until next time, this is Judge Greg saying, I didn't think of a quote, and I'm not going to. Music